Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, I want to take a closer look at 10 stocks that I'm keeping my eyes on for October of 2023. Uh, right now, I do believe the market might be giving some of us uh, some form of buying opportunities for long-term investments. Like you guys know, I'm big into the semiconductor market. I'm big into tech. I'm big into AI. So those are pretty much going to be the stocks I'm going to be taking a closer eye on today. And um, we're also going to take a closer look at e-commerce and fintech and even cybersecurity. So I got a nice list and what I'm pretty much going to do is more like a one minute, uh, a one minute elevator pitch of why I'm bullish in these companies. Maybe give you guys some great ideas of what to research a little bit more throughout the upcoming week. So let's get started with today's episode. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. All right, so like I mentioned, I'm huge into the semiconductor market. So the first three stocks I'm going to take a closer look at today all are in the semiconductor space. The first one is going to be AMD. AMD is the number two position in my portfolio. Uh, and it's one that I'm really bullish at right now because I do believe the market is underappreciating their growth capabilities in forms of their AI solutions. So right now, AMD hits numerous markets. They hit the data center. They hit the client. They hit the gaming. They hit the embedded market with various, various chips. They have CPUs. They have GPUs. They have FPGAs. They have system on chips. And then they have, F uh, did I mention FPGAs? I think I did. And they also have kind of embedded system on chips and modules. If we take a closer look at all those markets, I believe in the long term of things, all of them have huge growth opportunities. The data center market, right? The data center market, they are continuing to take market share from Intel. And at the moment, they still have less than 30% market share there. So they definitely have the opportunity to grow in their CPUs. In forms of GPUs, obviously, NVIDIA is killing it in there. But with their upcoming MI300, I do believe AMD will be able to take at least breadcrumbs from NVIDIA. And I do believe those breadcrumbs can be some really good news for AMD's kind of profit margins and for AMD's kind of revenue as well. So AMD is going to be the first stock I'm taking a closer look at. Now, the second one is another semiconductor stock, and this is TSM, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing. They are the ones that manufacture pretty much all the advanced chips that we have right now. Market cap of roughly $422 billion, dividend yield of roughly 2%. So why am I bullish in TSM? First, TSMC is a huge market share leader. They have roughly 60% of the market in the first quarter of 2023. Second in line is Samsung. They continue to innovate and they continue to lead in forms of node. Obviously, they do have the competition of Intel rising and obviously Samsung as well. Um, but I do believe TSMC is going to continue to be a top player here. The company is also expanding into other regions to kind of diversify out of the Taiwanese area uh, to over the Taiwan area. Um, they're building in Arizona. They're building in Japan. They're building in Germany. And I do believe this bodes well for TSMC as they right now take advantage of the numerous aid by aided by government supports that are happening globally. Uh, so TSMC is able to kind of diversify themselves and be able to save a nice amount on that expansion. Uh, so for me, 
TSMC is one that's going to continue to win, especially as we continue to see uh, more advanced chips come out on almost on a yearly basis. Next, we have Qualcomm, ticker QCOM, another one with a nice dividend yield of roughly 2.8%. So if you have it, make sure to hit the thumbs up, make sure to hit the subscribe button. I do have weekly exclusive videos on the semiconductor market, master's degree in electrical engineering, worked at some pretty cool places. Now I just pretty much researched this space. Click join to learn more. Special offer at fool.com slash Jose. Free newsletter at josenaharo.substack.com. And free semiconductor news at semiconductorwatch.com. Qualcomm right now is very, very dependent in the phone market. And while we are seeing a slowdown here, the phone recycle, in my opinion, is expected to come back again. It's normally every three to five years. The last one was in 2021. During COVID, we are already in late 2023. So 2024, 2025 is right around the corner. And uh, we can see a nice refresh there. Another thing is we are seeing kind of AI moving into local devices like your phones. So that can be another reason to kind of see a nice shift into the next generation of mobile products. Finally, AI is not just for phones. We're going to see kind of generative AI. And it's not just generative AI, right? We have other types of artificial intelligence. So we're going to continue to see silicon solutions in the PC market, in the automobile market, in the Internet of Things market, in the industrial and the consumer market, right? So Qualcomm is another player out here that I'm super, super excited. Recently, they did announce their next generation of mixed reality and augmented reality platforms. These are the solutions that are being used by meta right now so they're definitely top of the line so i'm super excited to see where this leads in the future um, outside of that qualcomm also recently announced an agreement with apple that they are going to provide them chips for their iphones in 2024 2025 and 2026 now the fourth stock is one in the gaming market a software stock this is unity software ticker u now unity has kind of shot itself on the foot in the past few weeks as they are changing their fee structure i personally do believe the worst of that is here they kind of not reverted but they kind of fixed it um, in their most recent quarter they did mention that they grew revenue faster than the market in which they compete so in theory they are gaining market share and they expect to continue to do so in the balance of the 2020 uh, the balance of this year so overall, Unity is looking pretty good. Outside of that, they're also introducing new solutions, new industry solutions to kind of diversify out of the gaming market. They recently announced that partnership or collaboration with Apple and Vision OS, um, kind of leveraging Apple Vision Pro. And more importantly, they are releasing kind of AI solutions with Unity Muse and Unity Senses, which are expected to be brought out um, availability in, throughout the year with some form of pricing. Now the next stock is CrowdStrike, ticker CRWD. So CrowdStrike Holdings is in the cybersecurity space. This is one that I really do enjoy. And I mean, if we take a closer look, they did have a really nice investor's presentation. First, we can see... In the long term, the company believes that within the next five to seven years, they can get $10 billion in ending annual reoccurring revenue, where right now they're sitting at roughly $3 billion. They, Like I mentioned, they have numerous kind of growth opportunities, identity, cloud, and those are segments that right now are over $500 million in the second quarter of 2024, ending reoccurring revenue, and has seen over 115% year-over-year growth. Uh, so they are seeing new solutions and are driving strong growth 
there. They are still in early innings. They mentioned that they have significant headrooms to acquire new logos. For example, they have roughly 23 logos under their names, where some of the big players have over $600,000. 600,000 logos. Most of them have over 500,000. So CrowdStrike saying, hey, look, we're doing really good right now, but can't wait until we start to add those names into our list. Now, if we take a closer look at gap earnings this most recent quarter, they were actually gap profitable the quarter before that. They were broken. They were broke even. So the company is not only growing at a fast rate, we can see strong cash generation as well. Annual free cash flow in fiscal year of 2023 was $677 million. And just in the first half of fiscal year of 2024, that's over $416 million. Uh, so that's more than half of last year's already. Uh, so pretty impressive here growth for the overall company. I'm super, super excited to see where CrowdStrike is going to be within the upcoming years. Uh, now another one we're going to take a closer look at is Cloudflare. So Cloudflare is a very small portion in my overall portfolio, roughly $21 billion. But if we take a closer look, the company has plenty of cash and short-term investments. They are positive in cash flow and they do have a nice amount of debt. But if we take a closer look, the company in the most recent week announced a nice amount of numerous solutions, especially with the growth that we're seeing here in the AI market. They're definitely going to be able to benefit from there. If we take a closer look at their most recent presentation, total revenue is up 50% compounded annual growth rate in the past three years. Um, year over year in their most recent quarter, revenue was up 32%. Their large customers also continue to grow on a nice rate. Uh, operating margins are improving and that's what you like to see. We saw it with CrowdStrike, very similar. We can see operating margins for 2023 is expected to be roughly 6%, where in 2022, it was roughly 4%. Uh, continuing with the company, they do have a nice amount of cash flow and cash balance. We took a closer look at their overall balance sheet uh, a few charts ago. Um, in the long term, they do believe their free cash flow margins will be roughly 25%, where right now it is sitting at roughly 6%. So I'm super excited again to see where Cloudflare is going to go. This is a nice growth company, in my opinion. Very similar or CrowdStrike. Now, taking the back, maybe a little bit of value play, we're going to go with Nintendo, ticker N-T-D-I-O-Y. So I'm very bullish in Nintendo because I do believe they have such a strong IP that they really don't use too much or they're very conservative with. But with their most recent Super Mario movie doing amazing, I do believe they're going to be more... Into, they're going to release their IP a little bit better and they're going to probably make a lot more money from it. The company continues to sell numerous games. Uh, October is expected to be a good a good month for Nintendo um, and the winter as well as we continue to see maybe more Mario games, more Pokemon games. If we take a closer look at their fiscal year of 2024, the Nintendo Switch OLED is doing amazing, right? And this is a, a game system that came out over five years ago is still selling amazing and the OLED models is doing great. So for me, um, Nintendo is in the right place. Uh, we're going to continue to see growth in their overall systems. I personally recently picked up my Nintendo Switch and started playing some Pokemon games again. Uh, next, I want to take a closer look at Amazon. I'm not sure what number we're in. I think we're in number eight. Uh, so Amazon, ticker AMC. And what I'm really excited about them is their overall AWS solution and their AI products there. Uh, their most recent announcement of collaborating with Anthropic, in my opinion, is pretty insane. It kind of showcases the strength of their semiconductor solutions. Obviously, bringing it back to the semiconductor market, they are going to be showcasing their AWS Trainium, their 
uh, there are also Inferentia chips, which are used for AI markets. Outside of that, Anthropic will provide AWS customers with early access to unique features for model customization. And we're also going to continue to see some nice growth in Amazon's Bedrock, which is Amazon's kind of AI platform. Now, if we take a closer look at valuation, Amazon EV to EBITDA forward normally tends to trade higher than Microsoft and higher than Google. But right now, it's actually trading on par with Google or Alphabet. So to me, this is giving me a nice value play, in my opinion, for Amazon compared to prior valuations. Um, the ninth stock is going to be PayPal Holdings. PayPal is in that fintech space. It's definitely hated, but I personally, I think I use a, a, a PayPal solution at least once a week with things like Venmo and some of the checkouts that they do. And even PayPal, the original vanilla software. Uh, right now, we do see Venmo Teens account grow, and I do believe this is a nice growth opportunity for PayPal with their most recent announcement of European Pay Later receivable sales to KKR, where KKR is going to buy a nice amount of loans from PayPal. It's going to help the company improve their overall balance sheet, and they're going to allocate a nice of those funds to repurchase. In my opinion, PayPal is great at returning to shareholders, but if we take a closer look total payment volume is up on a quarterly basis and on a yearly basis which is pretty amazing transactions even though active accounts is flat 431 million accounts in my opinion is insane the amount of transactions per active accounts are growing on a on a year-over-year basis and a quarter-over-quarter basis, so I do believe more people are using more PayPal are using PayPal more each time. Uh, overall, like I mentioned, capital allocation. This is a company that buys back a lot and a lot of shares. In my opinion, PayPal is sitting at a nice price. For example, in quarter two, they they bought roughly 22 million shares at an average price of $68.89. Right now, the stock is sitting at $58.46, so you're able to get it at a cheaper price. Now, the final stock is another kind of growth opportunity, in my opinion, is C-Limited, ticker SE, sitting at $43.95. There are two main things really exciting me about um, C-Limited right now. The first thing is their e-commerce. We are seeing that their e-commerce market is growing. The company is focused, again, in, in growth. Uh, so they do mention that giving the possibility developments and trends that they have started started to see in the e-commerce and will continue to ramp up their investments in growing the e-commerce business across their markets. And to me, that kind of tells me that, hey, look, this company had shifted into maybe being more cost efficient when it was needed. But now the market is showing a form of time to reinvest in growth and C-Limited is right in front of that. Next, their digital entertainment business, Free Fire, they do mention has shown sustained signs of improvement in user retention and engagement. And bookings for the game also grew quarter over quarter for the first time in the past seven quarters. We are also seeing some other forms of some other competitions being banned in some of the regions that they operate, the e-commerce. And I do believe Free Fire is also starting to get back up in some regions that they were banned. Uh, so in my opinion, these 10 stocks are looking pretty attractive for me, ones that I'm willing to kind of increase my overall position sizes within the upcoming weeks and the upcoming month. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care, have a good day, and see you next time.